This is a GRDC podcast. Hi there, I'm Hilary Sims. Unprecedented rainfall in 2022 has resulted in extensive waterlogging across many cropping regions of eastern Australia. The devastating impacts on crops are often recognisable. But knowing how best to navigate the soaked situation when it happens is less straightforward. After a wet 2021 growing season in the high rainfall zones of Victoria and Tasmania, Southern Farming Systems, SFS, with GRDC Investment, set up research trials to equip growers with knowledge on how best to recover their waterlogged crops. Project lead Greta Duff is a Senior Research and Extension Officer at SFS and she joined me recently to chat about the key research findings coming out of that project and her management recommendations. We started off by discussing the impacts waterlogging had in 2021 and what's currently playing out across paddocks this season. Here's Greta. It's certainly an issue that our members talk a lot about and certainly in years like this it can be more widespread as we've seen. Last year we saw pretty bad water logging around July, August which really impacted the crops about mid-season during the growth stages which is really important. And then this year we probably had a little less rain than what we usually get. Certainly the autumn break was a bit slower than normal, but then it came along. We got below average rainfall during winter, which probably wasn't the end of the world for us. But then, of course, come September through to you know mid-November now, it's just been ridiculous the amount of rain that's come through our area from growers we're hearing that they've had you know 190 mils for the month and then others haven't had anywhere near as much so it's certainly localized as well. So Greta what impact does waterlogging have on crops? So under waterlogging conditions nitrogen is lost from the soil through denitrification and leaching so plants also have a limited ability to take up nutrients when the soils are waterlogged and this water in the soil decreases the amount of oxygen available in the plant root zone so essentially the plants end up drowning to a certain aspect because there's just too much water and they can't get anything else and from that simple that will show up is the yellowing in the leaves. You'll often see it start at the base and move up the leaf. And then in worst case scenarios, the plants can actually start to die and necrosis will start to occur. Water logging is often dependent on the timing and the severity such as early, mid or late season waterlogging and it can impact the crops in various ways. And again, it depends on where it occurs and how long and it has the ability to impact the yield, grain and in worst case, it'll kill the whole paddock off. And now this topic was an issue for growers in your region in 2021, as you've noted, and it led to some research and some trials to help growers salvage their crops after a waterlogging event. Tell me a bit about that. Yeah, so last year in response to this mid-season waterlogging that we saw, we applied for GRDC funding and we're really fortunate to get the funding, which was great. And so from that, we designed two types of trials. One was a nutrition recovery trial. So looked at the ways in which nutrition could aid in recovering crops from waterlogging and the symptoms that it shows. And then the second lot of trials looked at spring sown recovery options. So say if that autumn sown crop failed and you needed to put something else in the paddock to, you know, make sure you're hitting your revenue and profits that what options were there for the spring sowing and different crop types and then also based on that we've also done some extra extension work on drainage videos and a drainage field day as well. Great let's start with the nutrition recovery trials first 
tell me about the location and the setup for these trials. So we had trials set up in both Victoria and Tasmania, which was really awesome. So our Tassie site was based in Hagley and that was in wheat. And we had treatments of urea, which was granular, urea and sulfate of ammonia and urea, sulfate of ammonia and trace elements. We had two different rates at either a full rate, which is 180 kilos of N a hectare or a reduced rate of N, which was 100 kilos of N a hectare. And the sulfate of ammonia was applied at 100 kilos across all treatments. And then the trace elements was also applied at three litres across all treatments. And then we ran a similar trial at our Vic Point site at near Hamilton. So that was pretty much almost identical, bar probably the rates of urea that went out. But we also used UAN, which is liquid fertiliser. And then at our Streatham site, we ran again a similar, but that was in canola this time and not wheat. So those are pretty much the ideas. It was really looking at how nitrogen, whether it was in a granular or urea form, could aid in the recovery and whether trace elements may also provide a role considering plants can't always access the nutrients they need when they're waterlogged. So that was the idea behind that. And what were some of the results that you got out of these trials? Was it the information you wanted? Unfortunately, we didn't get the results we quite wanted. Hagley showed responses to all treatments. So the trial did show that total nitrogen was a bigger influence on grain yield and protein compared to product types, so that being a granular or a liquid fertiliser. We didn't get anything statistically significant from our Victorian sites based out at Hamilton and Streatham, but... We probably put this down to the timing and severity of the waterlogging in relation to the crop's growth stage. And that's the thing about waterlogging. It depends so much on what point in the season they're at and then how long that waterlogging's hanging around. Is it short and sharp or is the water sitting there in pools for weeks or months on end? I suppose the thing we gained the most out of it was the type of product did not influence the grain yield or or anything like that. So as long as you would put something out, certainly in Hagley, that was going to help with the results and getting a better grain yield. So what was the growth stage for the crop's in this trial that you mentioned uh, and the pattern of waterlogging that you saw? So it was probably just around the GS31 time. So it was probably in a really critical stage for the crop growth. The water sort of moved through the profile, like it, it hung around enough to show the symptoms and cause the yellowing. And then by that stage, the water had drained through the profile. So it probably helped that the water had moved as well as the nutrients to recover that waterlog. Water wasn't hanging around so much. Let's now move to the spring sown recovery trials. Tell me a bit more about the crops that you trialled for that. Yeah, so we had barley go in, field peas, canola, chickpeas. So we put them in about late September, early October and... The trials didn't go as we had hoped. The canola got smashed by slugs, especially because it was a wet spring. I think that really brought the slugs out and it was green material as well that was easy for them to access. We baited a ridiculous amount of times, more than any grower ever would, and they still just got really hammered. And the field peas and the chickpeas did okay. I suppose the chickpeas really don't like wet feet and that's why they're not often grown in the western districts. They're sort of more of a wimmer and mallee crop and they did get a bit of wet feet with the spring rainfall that we had so they sort of didn't yield as well as we had anticipated giving that spring is more conducive growing season for them. And then of course barley 
did quite well as that's often the spring sown crop of choice here but just didn't yield quite as we had anticipated and that's probably because of the odd weather we got the cool spring and then there was a few hot days in there and it probably wasn't a consistent enough spring and summer for it to sort of go through the stages. So Greta it may not have all gone to plan but what can growers take out of the research findings that you did have? It's the million dollar question isn't it? (laughs) I suppose what we've learned from the project in the whole is that drainage is probably one of the most beneficial solutions to waterlogging. It really looks at the underlying issues that you've got as to why waterlogging has occurring. Sure, there's things you can do in season, but as I always think, prevention is better than cure. So we've learnt that drainage has certainly helped farmers that have previously had paddocks that have gone underwater or have always shown waterlogging symptoms and by putting drainage in it sort of helped that paddock to become more productive and we've seen that from growers and we've heard that from from their experience as well and I suppose it's just about knowing your farm and your farming system and how your crop rotation and your controlled traffic and your management of soils can all play a role in managing that waterlogging even before it occurs, you know, you're trying to make those proactive decisions rather than reactive, certainly when it comes to those sort of things. And it might be too late for these proactive decisions in the 2022 season that we're in, but what can we do to be proactive looking ahead to future years? I would say personally drainage is the key. I mean, I'm aware that it's quite expensive to undertake the works and they can cost hundreds of dollars a hectare. But I think when you compare that to potentially losing a whole paddock to waterlogging and it lasting a number of years, it's definitely worthwhile. Also, you need to be looking at potentially controlled traffic. It can help reduce the occurrence of waterlogging, soil compaction, erosion. You're less likely to get bogged as well when <laughs> you're on your controlled traffic and it's got all compacted through certain areas. And there's also a bit of deep ripping can help as well that reducing that soil compaction underneath can allow the water to move through the soil better and you can put gypsum through it as well that helps reduce the salinity improves the structure of the soil which again is going to help that water move through the profile and and not waterlogging to occur and I suppose it's a bit hard with all the rainfall we've had at the minute it's sort of unprecedented amounts and at the start of October it was sort of slow and steady and now it seems to be short and sharp but I suppose it's also trying to take note of where that water moves through your farm as well like is there more culverts you can be putting in can you be scooping out places where you can pull out a bit more dirt to get that water off the paddock as well just seeing where that water moves can really help you to see where the problem areas are and the low-lying areas on your farm. Greta thanks very much for speaking with us today. No it's a pleasure thank you for having me. That was Greta Duff, Senior Research and Extension Officer at Southern Farming Systems. More information on this topic can be found in the description box of this podcast or online at grdc.com.au. I'm Hilary Sims, and you've been listening to a GRDC podcast. podcast.